Welcome to the Gray Wolf Podcast. Here we go. It is Ned joined by John Fitz, the Prez, the tech guru, <laughs> and now the internet slayer. Johnny, how are you, man? I'm uh, doing very well, man. And uh, that's a lot of titles to fit into one introduction. But uh, yes, I am all of those things. And uh, Prez is fine, but we can talk about the internet slayer. Yes. Well, I do want to talk about this because this is very funny and very out of character right here. But hey, you're on Grey Wolf Hoops and we have a big one for you today. COVID ain't stopping us this time. Nope. Did last week though, but yeah. you know, you can't sort of we could have I wonder if we could have masked up and done that. I don't know. Does this does it count count as work though? Like yeah, there's it's you know, one of those, you know, fine lines. Yeah, and the social itchy. distancing in this room that's the size of a shoebox is also yeah. a little questionable. But hey, the air conditioning's great right now, John. Oh, it's beautiful. And uh, you know, one point five meters, I don't think I've ever been with you and been that far apart. So I don't think <laughs> I could I don't think I could do that. So we'll we'll work around the restrictions, but hopefully this is it now and we can just keep coming back every week as usual. Yeah, that is it. Now I want to talk about Johnny's internet just killing now you have definitely been hanging out with me too long i yeah. know this now it is official because i was on the old twitter machine as our buddy j Sal herbert likes to see i've seen this interesting tweet where you've sort of tagged gray wolf in yeah i yeah, do yeah. want a lot of this yeah, yeah. Right here. of course you can yeah you stumbled upon a very ordinary very ordinary very politically correct terminology there interview yeah. by who do you think it was called? oh forget now joey and some joey bloke. And someone it was joel and fletch oh, was. from SEM <laughs> with the big man from the illawarra hawks aj ogilville uh, aj ogilville i'm surprised oh. they didn't call him aj ogilville uh, man let us know if you have time for a real interview here at gray wolf where we don't talk well, I did happen. You had me curious, John. You sold to listen to those guys, uh, yeah. Joel and Johnny or whatever they were called. <laughs> they weren't Johnny. I shouldn't say that right there. But, man, this is very me of you to jump down these guys. You even tagged them in. Yeah. I've got to say hats up off to Joe and the other guy because they actually <laughs> liked your tweet. And I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. I was I... like... I didn't get that. I, I wasn't trying to be nice or anything like that. But the interview, if you check it out, it is, uh, you know, we've got to keep things professional in this industry, but it was pretty bad. And I think you could tell that AJ wasn't enjoying it too much. With, I mean, a few of the questions in there were a little bit strange. No mention of the NBL Cup, nothing about Gorgian coming and changing the team. It was all about which college would you go to if you wanted to party in America and who was the most famous person you've met. So, I mean, I, I think we are talking about it before. You can sort of see the angle they were trying to take, but maybe not the right person the right media all of the uh, right network to be doing that on it was very odd and it goes down to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago with anthony tremick and how yeah. he said someone called him the wrong name yeah i think basketball has too much of a sort of a at that underground feel to it that sort of these guys clearly knew nothing about aj yeah. ogilvy yep. and they just like oh let's google some stuff about the college he went to rather than you know give him some of those hard-hitting questions about the NBL and how it's in such a great state at the moment and yeah. the NBL Cup, which they were clearly promoting. It was, it, it was just bizarre, but yeah, hats off to John because that was very, very out of character yeah. for this man. I even <laughs> messaged our buddy from Grey Wolf Wrestling Nims and said, buddy, might want to, because he works for the yeah, radio yeah, station yeah, exactly. that you have done. <laughs> these guys, Sydney siders right here, yep. Joe and the other guys. So 
we are good, but that was very out of character. Well, you know what? You got to put that out there, especially when we're building a following as well. And we like to think of ourselves as somewhat NBL, well, but maybe experts yet, but we're fanatics. Like, we love it. We live and breathe it. And we want to see good interviews, especially with an NBL Cup coming up, especially like, I mean, if you had a guy that's warming the bench at, you know, uh, New Zealand or whatever, fair enough. But we've got a guy who's leading a team to an amazing campaign. They're almost double the amount of wins they had last year. Amazing coach, NBL Cup around the corner. And here they are asking him these sorts of questions. And it really sort of raised me up a little bit. Yeah, I can see that it really did upset you, which I think is fantastic right there. And you're right. They are probably, well, Melbourne United was expected to be where they are, but Illawarra Hawks oh. definitely were not. So they have got the hottest team in the NBL yeah. pretty much right there. What are they second on the ladder, Johnny? I know you've got it up there. Yeah, they are. Illawarra yeah. City second. Five and two. Who like... would have thought after seven games you'd have the Illawarra Hawks in at five and two sitting second place and looking like yep. a real playoff contender? And I just, and that's the thing. And they've got the captain of the team on the show. And, you know, like one of, the, I think one of the basketball related questions I asked him was uh, so, how'd you go from being from Sydney and then getting to, in uh to, to college and he's like well i went to the ais and i'm sure that's on his wikipedia page if you want to read that so i mean joe and the other bloke i mean lift your game boys otherwise aj we're open if you're watching which you're probably not but <laughs> if anyone's got any connections to aj ogilvy send him our way because we'll do a proper interview because so many questions we want to know how's gorgeon turn the team around he had that you might have read the article ned this no turds policy so he oh. let people walk out that didn't fit the culture of the team. Like, there's so like much that. you can get in there. So hopefully one day we can get him on and do a proper interview. I would love to talk to this guy. And we would hit him, hit him with some fun questions as well. But I mean, the NBL Cup's there and they've got a legit chance of making some moves in it. Yeah. No mention of it until the very end. Oh, and the NBL Cup's next week. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so look, we'll try to get him on at some stage. But yeah, you know, anyone I knows like, the connection there. I do like to talk about this. One last thing that yeah. I find super bizarre was is they did ask about the Mellow Ball. Yeah, they did. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, who do you think the Mellow Ball will be best suited to playing with and all this sort of stuff? Which, you know, the Mellow Ball is a hot property, but it was with AJ. Yeah. Just, oh, you know, yeah. That's, and then, because uh, uh, actually he, he said the comparison to Jason Kidd, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, He's my favorite player. Like that. But then they're like, oh, do you know whose birthday it is today? And <laughs> like, how the heck would he know? It's like, he's 58 years old. It's like, um, well, it was Michael Jordan in the end, but... How the heck would you know that? You know what I reckon the boys have done? They've Googled basketball and a bunch of things have come up. Oh, yes, but anyway, basketball. We, we, we've given them a red oh, hot promo yeah. right there. Check them out, those boys at SCN. Their interview with AJ. We want to see more basketball interviews. That's what yeah. I absolutely love. That's yep. why we started doing this because there's not a much, not enough of them around. And we want to see the NBL in the proper, sort of highlighting the proper awesomeness yep. that it is yep. right there. But anyway, John, let's jump into proceedings from last week. We'll skip through through this really quickly because it's over a week ago now. The Aurora yeah. Hawks on February 10 faced the Melbourne United Bowlers. The Bowlers got this one done just. This was all sorts of exciting. A thriller, three points in the end, man. Did you check yeah, it out? Yeah, I checked out a little bit of this game and it's just the it's the Melbourne United story right now. We'll have a look at an article before and Jock Landau keeps getting uh, misquoted on when he said he can't see them losing any games to them being undefeated or whatever. But you know what? The, the train's rolling on. They're the red hot favorite to take out the NBL Cup. You know, being in their home state, home city helps a lot as well. But they're playing some good basketball at the moment. Chris Golding's injured, Shaley is injured as well, and they're not missing anything. Like they're so deep that they just 
keep rolling on. It's really cool. Yeah, that's what we were talking about with the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, which we'll get onto that mm. shortly, is they don't have that bench presence as what a Melbourne yep. United does. And like, if you lose a couple of players, you're not in dire straits. So yeah, good times for Melbourne United and poor old Jock Landau is being misquoted. Yeah. I'm surprised like that. He'll be hearing about that all season. But yeah. it was a misquote. Well, unless they actually go undefeated, then of course he'll be like, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah we weren't yeah, going to lose at, the game. At the end of the season, he's like, oh, no, that's exactly <laughs> what I meant. Now the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, John, and this is what I really want to talk to you about, dude. They have just signed Ryan Brockoff. Is that how you say it? Brockoff, yeah. Yeah, I always yep. get that one stuffed up. This guy, he's a Frankston boy. Yeah, yeah. So he's coming back to the southeast of Melbourne to play <laughs> one year deal. He was with the Mavs. Yep. Is this the piece they need? Because we had them finishing bottom two. Creaky needs the help. This is the yep. team that we've been saying. Their bench is in all sorts of disarray. It's it's a move that's come out of nowhere. Like literally came out of nowhere. Like Brokoff's still playing NBA, still filling in minutes, and then he's come over to Southeast Melbourne and probably one of the, well, one of the biggest signings we've had probably since Jock Landau came across. So I, I think is it the missing piece of the puzzle? Yes. Is it gonna get them to that championship or that top four? I'm gonna say probably not. Because I think you still think bottom I, four. I don't think bottom four. I think it obviously improves their chances now. You get that sort of swing man shooting guard small forward who can shoot that might free up Creaky to play a slightly a different role i feel like the issues with the phoenix and you know we look at the game we've just got in front of us now they got flogged by by perth in one game and then beat them the, the second time around in the same round like it's very two days it's later very strange. there was two games like that too same yeah. thing with the brisbane bullets and adelaide 36 yeah yeah very interesting so the difference he will you think they will make this up for I, I don't I, I still don't think that they will i think they'll be in that next group of players because the thing is like you can add players to a team as much as you like but a team of champions isn't a championship team yeah yeah it's one thing my dad used to say a championship a team of champion team will always be a team of champions essentially and i think being a great player but i feel like the phoenix's I wouldn't say issues, but I feel like their inconsistencies come from a bit more than just the personnel. I think, like you said, the depth is a big one. Panu being out has been a big loss for oh, them yeah. as well. That might mean, as we've sort of spoken, Cam Glidden probably comes off the bench, which I think is a really good role for him. They've still got Ben Moore there who hasn't quite found his feet yet. So I think they're going to have some really good games. They're going to have to gel very quickly, I think, because not that the season's slipping away, of course, but they're going to have to find some form very quickly to make a difference. I think Brokoff is a massive addition to that side. It was in our Boomers team. We sort of spoke about last episode. He's an amazing player, but they still have to try and fit him into that rotation, and that's still been their problem. Um, and if they can sort of cover some three-point shooting, they still need a big man presence. They still need Panu back at the very least. But I, I feel like they're, and again, the issues isn't the right word, but their inconsistencies are coming from not quite the personnel. So, yeah, I mean, Simon Mitchell needs to work that out, needs to work at his rotations, needs to get more off his bench. And look, this, I mean, it's still very early days, but I feel like it's a bit more than just one player can fix. Yeah, I, well, I'm agreeing with what you're saying right there, but that is another great signing, like, for the NBL. Oh, it's what so we talked good. about. And I think, crazily enough, I do believe COVID is to thank for this. Yeah. It's yep. the same deal with Jock Landale. I do not think he'd be playing in the NBL if it wasn't for the current world situation. Same deal with Brokoff. 
So that's one positive that's come out of it all. It'll definitely be a one and done, I would think. He's 30. Yeah. He'll head over yep. to Europe next year if the uh, NBA doesn't pick him up. So that's good, man. That's one of the ones or things I wanted to talk yeah. to you about. So you're still yep. thinking fifth, sixth, somewhere yeah. around there? I still think in that sort of a um, – that sort of a, I mean, looking at the, the ladder at the moment, they're four and four. So, like, they've got a good sort of springboard there, but you've got the Sydney Kings have kicked it up a notch a little bit. A lot of it's going to probably hinge on whether Adelaide and Illawarra can keep up their form as well. Like, it's, it's probably not the ladder we predicted happening. Uh, and, of course, we've still got the championship team, Perth, there. Kansas is a little bit off the mark, but things can change. Like, this NBL Cup, as we'll discuss in off-air, the results of the Cup and the game's records are going to count towards their season record as well. Yeah, so which it's I found bizarre, but that's a good thing that gives yeah. them more incentive to just get up and go. It does. Yeah, exactly right. And then it's interesting, though, because then you've got Perth that isn't going to be able to rely on that home crowd. I mean, they're, only, they're going to play every team once in Melbourne, there's eight games without the Red Army. How's that going to affect who really knows? So it'll be very interesting to see what the ladder sort of shapes up com- now compared to at the end of the NBL Cup. Yeah, very interesting. Very exciting times, Johnny. And Ooh, well, yeah. the Perth Wildcats, they're one that I think are relying very, very heavily on Bryce Cotton. If he has an off night, they are looking yeah. all sorts of ordinary like they did in the must have been the second game against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix yep. because they looked really damn good in that first game. I tell you what, that was the Perth Wildcats of old. They were up and about, as were the Sydney Kings. They took on the New Zealand Breakers and got the win by 10 points. Yeah. Breakers, mm. Yeah, I think this says a bit more about New Zealand than Sydney. I think Sydney's still got the right pieces, and we speak about them quite a bit. They're still a, a championship team, so I think they'll find their feet a little bit. The NBL Cup might be a good chance for them to come together a bit, in the, I guess, in the hub, so to speak. So a great win against the Breakers. They did go down to Illawarra a couple of days later, who that's a very good effort to fight back after a loss to Melbourne United to beat the Kings. And like I said, the Kings are on the up, and if they can get a few players back in the next month or so then look out I think there's still one to beat I think I still see them making top four even though they haven't made a great start to the season but I just think with the talent they got on that roster I think they're still a team to, to look oh, out they for. definitely will do they are very much injury ridden and a lot of our predictions and whatnot did go yeah. towards you know the team's being full healthy which you can never it's never going to happen let's face it so that was the go there yeah one of your predictions isn't looking so good I wouldn't <laughs> be too confident on this one the bulk of prediction from the start of the year we don't sort of <laughs> pretend that we didn't make these though that's said the, we're not going to say oh no John never said that he he went out and said it we don't care we just threw it out there the Adelaide 36ers yeah. they've been up and about and they've already got that five wins you were speaking about yeah. sorry now for your bold prediction to come true Adelaide cannot <laughs> and will not <laughs> win another game that may happen <laughs> I'll just say that it may happen. Well, what but, about um, their latest signing they've got a very exciting yeah another import wasn't it I think um name escapes me at the moment, but uh, no, they are playing some great ball at the moment, Adelaide 36ers. It all starts with Isaac Humphreys, man. He's been a revelation to that team. We predicted him to make the Boomers final squad, and I actually think that he will, but him and DJ are playing some amazing basketball, and our prediction was based off the fact from me that who's going to support DJ? He's going to do a lot of scoring, but can Humphreys step up? Can, um, Can Crocker, can these guys, Giddy was the other one I was thinking of, can these guys step up and fill that spot? So uh, we've got the uh, the new signing there, man. I can't even read that. Brandon Paul is the new one. So I don't know a lot about him, but... Um, Ex-NBA player right there. That's all I can tell you about him. People are very excited about him. Yeah. We might have to check out the highlight reels and whatnot, but they're saying it's one of the biggest and most exciting moves ever. So we're obviously just having a Joey and Paulie sort yeah. of situation at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, the Adelaide 36 uh. is... 
you know, they look good. I, I miss Sloan, though. I, I thought he was a good fit. Yeah. But, you so, know, off to do bigger and better things. Well, I it guess. says a lot about the development of Josh Giddy, doesn't it? I think he's proven, uh, well, not only proven any doubt is wrong, but he's definitely forced his way into that starting lineup and forced his way into Sloan's minutes. That's essentially what happened. So he cracked the sads and, and, and he's left, I suppose. But what a great sign for young Australian basketball talent that he can come along. I mean, not that he, had, he did have big expectations, but they probably weren't expecting him to do this. So I think Adelaide's really got it worked out at the moment. Let's see if they can keep it up for the rest of the season or do they lose every game from here on end? <laughs> so actually the other one that's looking pretty bad is DD to win MVP, but he's uh, he's out but for that, a while. Again, that goes to injury. No, it he does. came back. He actually I did actually, back and yeah. Yes, sorry. He, he is missed back. a few games from injury and yeah, yeah. it doesn't help, he's does back. it? <laughs> I'm not sure if he had those MVP type caliber minutes. I've cracked the sads now, so don't worry hey, about it. <laughs> you're Laura Hawks. They're going to make the playoffs. So we're going to get one. Yeah. And I still think, I still think Perth's going to miss them. Yeah, I, I've, I think, yeah. It's going to be like we said before, can they win eight games away from the Red Army? That's going to be an interesting challenge for them. That's a lot of games for Bryce Cotton to, to pull them along on his own. So, well, I mean, he's we'll the best see. player in the country, but can he get it done on his own? Time will tell, Time will of tell. course. Exactly. So where are we up to right now, Johnny? It was that Illawarra Hawks and Sydney Kings game. Close one there in Sydney. Getting it done by three points were the Hawks. Yeah, and, and actually one good thing I don't think we spoke about, what did we speak about on the last episode was regaining the Illawarra name oh, finally. It's come not. back. Yes. It's come back. A little bit of a uh, dirty move from the NBL, I reckon, there to sort of almost hold the name to ransom unless they got the supporters and that signed up. So I think that was a bit of a bad move on the NBL half, but uh, it's good to have it back. Like, it just feels right again. Yeah, it certainly does. The Hawks was always a little bit odd. But there you go. The Illawarra Hawks, they are back and. Like we've said, the most exciting team, bar, of course, Melbourne United, who we expected it to happen. These are really the surprise packet of 2021 so yep. far. Looking good and got the W there. They have dropped a couple now. They started off red hot, kind of like Southeast Melbourne Phoenix did last yeah. year, as you yep. have pointed out in previous games. But once they died, they died, the Phoenix did. Yeah. Illawarra. Yep. Already bounced back. Yep. Let's do this. Still up and about. Still got the best coach in the country. We keep saying it. So I think they'll be fine. But uh, we'll finish off the last couple of games here, Nettie. So the Phoenix, as we mentioned earlier, took care of the Perth Wildcats and a very interesting second matchup in that round. That was just a bizarre result. And again, says a lot, I think, about the inconsistencies of, of Southeast Melbourne. I feel that yeah. they can, I mean, it's a pretty amazing effort to go down by, what's that, 30 points in one game and come out and beat that team by 24 or 25 in the next game. It's yeah, and I watched both of those games and they, it was just like, are we watching the same games? Yeah, it yep. was bizarre right there, but it was good. Good signs for Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. When they look good, they look very good. Yeah. Or did Perth look very bad? I'm not sure. It just... I don't know. Yeah, don't Watch know, man. Space. That's it. And to finalize the round there, we had actually an interesting matchup. Adelaide 36ers going down to the Brisma Bullet. So they're starting to hit that... Uh... But that see, roadblock that I was talking about. With this though, Johnny, and I call both of these games, yep. if you look previously in the round, they that doesn't they lot Adelaide 36 is won 85 mm. to 70 just a couple of days before. Yeah. And that score line doesn't really do justice because Adelaide dominated Brisbane. Yeah. Brisbane looked terrible. I am talking terrible. Then 
flip the script. Flip the script. Yeah. Just like Phoenix and the Perth Wildcats did. So a very interesting and bizarre round. It is a bit of a bizarre round, isn't it? I'm not sure what you can sort of chalk that down to. But one cool thing I did notice, and another one we sort of spoke about in the preseason, is Nathan Sobey. He's leading the league in scoring at the moment, at least by average. He's playing amazingly. We did wonder whether he could step up to sort of fill Patterson's shoes in a way as the leading scorer of that team. But I've actually got some hope for the Brisbane Bullets. I think they've played a few nice games uh, in the last couple of weeks. I think look out for them. I think there's still a chance that they can sort of push into that fourth spot. Probably not much higher than that, but we did talk them up a fair bit last year, didn't we, early on? We jumped on their bandwagon for a little while and we switched up. But, oh, I um, love the Bullets, man. I, and do, I did yeah. find it funny. I'm in a few of those NBL groups and after they got flogged in that first game, everyone's bagging them out, making fun of Sobey because he, he moved from Adelaide to go oh. to Brisbane for more of a championship hope. Two days later or whatever it was, Crickets. Just, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Those but yeah, Sobey is looking yeah. great. Yep, he's yep. one of the better Australian players. He's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder because he missed out on that mm. Australian Boomers squad. Mm. And uh, he's really, since then, I feel even stepped it up more. Yeah, so. I, I agree. And, and I know that his manager, I think it's still his manager, was who took Creaky to the NBA. So I think there's still a pathway there for Nathan Sobey. And this year's probably a great opportunity for him to become the number one player in that team in terms of scoring and, and sort of dishing the ball around as well. So I've got high hopes. I've seen I've seen Sobey play in person a few times and he's unreal. He's Paul just something else. Minor, yeah, he right? played with the yeah. Miners when he came back from college. He played with the Miners for for one season and he was unreal. So look out for him to make some moves in the future. I reckon he could sneak onto a G League side and maybe get one of those two way contracts in the NBA one yeah, day. Yeah, I'd love to see that right there. Big props to Nathan Sobey and hopefully one day we'll get him on the Great oh, Wolf. Yeah. I'd he, love that. Yeah, or maybe after Waterfall he's been boy. on Joey and Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Joey and Kevin will have him first. <laughs> We'll take him then. <laughs> and then afterwards, we'll line up, please. Uh, All right, Johnny, let's move along from Joey and Kev onto the NBL Cup. It is all sorts of exciting. It gets underway tomorrow. Do you want to give us a bit of a rundown on the rules? And yeah. What sort of happens here? And what like you said, it does count towards the championship. It does. So. And I actually didn't think it did until we sort of had a look at it just earlier uh, just to see how the sort of the, the results were tallied and whatnot. But it's a basically an extravaganza of basketball. You can think of like, you know, the Big Bash or when the AFL went into hubs and they had games every night and double ups and everything like that. So it's basically double headers. Every team plays each other once. And essentially the team with the highest amount of points points wins the NBL Cup is the way that they're doing it. So no grand finals or anything like that. So they've got a... Uh, oh, so there's no grand no, finals? No, no. Oh, so the, the, the team with the highest amount of points wins the whole thing. So you get three points for a win in a game and then an extra point awarded for each quarter. So whoever wins the quarter gets a point. So I guess you could get three points and lose the game sort of thing if you won every quarter. Yeah. That probably wouldn't really work, but you know what I mean? So they've got some really cool ways. There's 36 games in total. Like I said, double headers pretty much every every day. I think it is actually double headers every day. It's going to be fun. I'm very interested to see how it goes because obviously a lot of sporting codes around the world are finding different ways to promote the sport like that. So I'm very keen to see how it works. Maybe this is something they could do like in winter or somewhere else in the season, maybe feature a lot more Australian players, but yeah, so here we go. Oh, I absolutely love it right there. I'm all sorts of hype. So you were talking every single day. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Look so, the hell out. That yeah. is the NBL Cup and there's a lot of money on the line to it for teams. And this is what we've talked about a little bit off air once again, because we are basketball nerds, but mm. do you think and a lot of people saying it's melbourne united's cup to lose yeah yeah are they, they going to win it yep i think they're going to win it and that's with Ali and yeah uh, 
yeah. building. Yeah, I don't think they'll be back for it. So again, it's just the depth of that team. It's theirs to lose. Like I, I think the whole championship's theirs to lose still. Yeah. As we've spoken about many times. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited. And like a lot of games are going to be on SBS, which is good. So us non-ESPN subscribers <laughs> can check it out. We had to get yes. rid of our Foxtel. So I'm, I'm back to just very, normal TV. Very sad. You're yeah. back with the plebs like me. But yeah, I. You know, yeah. Mitch McCarron, class act outfit of a human being. Him and the Melbourne United Ballers, they're going to get this done. Yep, I, I don't reckon. think there's much more to say about that, but I'm just going to be really excited to see. Like, they're calling it the extravaganza of basketball. We've seen it with other sports. I'm kind of keen to see how it goes. And again, it's strange that the results of these games will then go into their overall ladder tally for the season. I thought you'd sort of run this maybe separately, yeah. maybe give them a week off and then get back into it. But This is something yeah. I'd like to see, like what you were talking about in the off-season or yeah, something yep, like that, yep. to sort of build the hype of the actual official NBL season. Yeah, and like, I oh, agree. man, we caught the NBL Cup. How great was that? Can't wait for the official season. Yeah. Something to cross winter or whatever, but I guess maybe they can't do it with, yeah, you know, for whatever reason. But yeah. hopefully down the track, that's something they can look yeah, into. I'd love to see it as like a promotion for the game. Like, especially if you say, well, look at United might lose, like Landau might go back overseas, lose some imports, but then yep. you can get Sam Short can start and get some yes. minutes and these sorts of guys. We can see that next generation of talent. Have a look at the Jack Jumpers for the first time next year sort of thing. Yes. So like what a great way to sort of have a early preseason sort of hit out as well and get some fans in the door, watch some of these games and put a bit of pride on the line, make it like its own little competition. So I don't know what the future is for the NBL Cup, but I love the idea. I just think that they could you know, get a bit more out of it by making it sort of like a promotion for the season sort of thing. So yeah. well, I guess, we'll see. You know, hey, I'm not going to complain though, because it is basketball every day. And you mentioned the Jack Jumpers in there. You, of course, are on the bandwagon. If you miss Grey Wolf Pack Chat, be sure to check out the most recent edition where Johnny talks about jumping ship Yeah. to the Jack Jumpers. <laughs> Very controversially right there too. But got to love that. Not too long now until the mighty ants, man. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? And mm. the, uh, the coach, uh, Roth, I can't remember his first name off, off the top of my head. Should have done some more research, shouldn't we? But anyway, he's in, he's back, he's down in Tasmania. They started promoting the team now, so it's actually getting pretty exciting that it's going to happen. Uh, the Jack, the the ant mascot's been yes, out in the I streets. It. It's, it's really cool, and um, I think it's it's just great. And we talk about it all the time that the, the state of the league, we've been through COVID, we've been through lockdowns and all this stuff, and we're still getting a new team coming in next year. It's just yeah, that is absolutely huge, and hats off to the NBL for that. I thought. No way is Tasmania going to still enter the season, yeah, uh, yep. enter the new season, upcoming 21, 22, with COVID having happened. Mm. But they're probably one of the rare sporting sort of stories where they're still going ahead. They're still getting it done, which is awesome yep. to see. And this time next year, buddy, yeah, we're talking it's, about it's, the Jack Jumpers. It's cool. And one thing I think will work out really well is, and it's a little bit off topic, but we know how much Tasmania has been crying for a prof- professional sporting team for so long, AFL, all of that. They need that sporting team. I think think you'll find the jack jumpers will really get a big support behind them like they'll get people coming because this is their chance and on an off topic note again i think the afl is probably looking Let, let's see oh, yeah. they've got their professional team let's see if people come out and support them let's see how it goes so i think this is going to be huge for tasmania as a state i think it's gonna be huge for the nbl but i think it's going to be a team that are going to get a lot of supporters behind them yeah and no, i couldn't agree with that anymore right there and agree with you apparently afl has been sort of flirting around with the ideas yeah. for a year yep. for years and then nbl's just gone bang we're getting yep. it done get in no there. mucking around here it is 
bring on the jack jumpers and i just love everything about them they're promoting it well too they are the yeah. colors are awesome oh, man the, the so mascot's good. really cool like i remember at first we're like jack jumpers <laughs> what the hell but for those who don't know apparently it's an ant that is native to the tasmanian yeah. area which and is kind of cooler than a devil or anything like that because everyone knows about that yeah exactly and one thing that's really cool is they're the only only team only anything on the planet with the name or the nickname jack jumpers so they're yeah. unique like how cool is that like it's really grown on me the name at first like we talked about yeah it. Like, we were like, like what the hell what's that like you know they have mountaineers or something like all these other really good names and they pick jack jumpers and now i love it i think yeah. it's great no i'm with you on that jack jumpers all the way i don't think i'll be jumping ship though johnny at this stage but you know we'll have to wait and see yeah. basketball lovers we've more followed the league rather than teams as such yep. as we've talked about brucey over at the king's got a soft spot for them we we're just talking about it then so I know. brisbane bullets karen like it's you know yeah, that united of just so much Ogilvy, you know that guy that went to Ogilvy, college if he jumps on board gray wolf <laughs> and i actually often joke about it when we're talking about our lookalikes aj ogilvy ogilvy i can't even say his name i'm like joey and paul <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when <laughs> he's got a lookalike him and my brother-in-law jace look very similar athleticism's there yeah, as well and yeah. both very good basketballers jace on a bar with him, on I would have thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah I like that. Maybe, maybe uh, Joey and, and Bob will have to get him on the show as well. <laughs> they won't know the difference. <laughs> oh, man, we need to link Joey and Bob's team. Uh, we got to link that and show them some love because, you know, I don't know. The, the main sort of beef and gripe is there. I don't want to come across as haters, but it's just, <laughs> come on, guys. You can try a little bit harder. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, yep. that's it, man. What do we got next? Well, I think that's about it for this episode. We've covered a lot and uh, it's it's going to be good. Like I said, the NBL Cup's coming up. Um, we better let Bob and Joey know that that's happening this weekend. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see. We're, hey, we're off to state champs tomorrow. My under 18 boys, I didn't even mention that. So heading down to Bendigo for our sort of big final tournament. Uh, it's the last junior tournament that six out of my seven players will be involved with. So this is what it's all built up to. So I'm yeah, confident I think we're going to do okay. We've got our plan in place. So we'll see. And uh, yeah, yeah updates sort of next week. Mixed emotions for you isn't it johnny mm. looking forward to getting it done going down there getting amongst it having the fun but you were saying you're a little bit somber or you yeah. said well cry like because that would be hard you come it's hard yeah. you know you've had these boys under your belt for a while now and then they're all sort of you're like letting them go letting them go to the world <laughs> yeah. it is it is a bit sad actually i was thinking about it the other night we, we had training last night really good session and i'm like man like you know this this is kind of it you know like i mean the boys aren't going anywhere at the moment but um the fact that i've had them for the last couple of years a lot less time this year because of COVID and everything but yeah. just a bit sad yeah you kind of feel like you're letting your kids go and you know the nest is emptied again and you know yeah, then the, the next group comes through and yeah the next uh, group in Involving young Brody yep. Tepper, my yep. son, next year, which I'm very much looking forward to having the coach, El Press, <laughs> leading the helm, man. It's very exciting yeah. times. But yeah, all the best for tomorrow and all the best to every Horsham Hornet team taking part. I'm going to make the five-hour journey to Tarelgan <laughs> tomorrow to watch the under-16 state champions where Brody and the young Hornets will, you know, take on the rest of Victoria. Yeah, yeah bring it on. It's going to be great and it's just good for basketball that we can actually have this tournament because it was looking a bit shaky oh, I didn't think a few it was days ago. <laughs> we, we, we were very doom and gloom, yeah. weren't we? We were thinking, yep. no, no way this is going to happen. We were literally in a statewide lockdown. But like this, it only ended yesterday. Pretty much, yeah. And then, yep, cool. Everything's all good. It all yep. works. So I guess hats off to the Premier for getting that done yeah. in that sense so I can still oh, go God. ahead. And one other thing too we should note before we let go is that the teams, the players that take part in these sort of 
tournaments. You're talking, Nathan. So you were talking about him yeah, before. Yeah, he was yeah. a Warnable Seahawk. Yep. yep. You have Matthew Della Vadova. He represented the Maryborough Blazers, Blazers, I think they yeah, are. Yep. These are all teams that our Horsham Hornets take on. So yep. it's very cool to sort of see that pathway. Of course, the Hornets have had a few names. You might have heard of them. Yeah. Sean Bruce, Aaron Bruce, yeah. Brody Tepper. anyone Bruce, yeah. uh, Mitch Creek. There's been a great yeah. pathway oh, yeah. in the Horsham Hornets. And who knows, Johnny, there could be a couple under your wing. Some of those McKenzie boys, I reckon. Yeah, a few of them aren't too bad. Yeah, there's a few names going around our association, which is pretty cool for a little country town with a little tin shed that we train train the boys in and, and the girls in. It's just fantastic. So this is the exposure that they need. Get out there on the big on the big stage and uh, test, test their skills against the best in the state. So see how we go. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. So we'll sort of fill you guys in next week on how Johnny's Hornets go. But that is just about it. Johnny, I think. That's just about it. Hopefully I haven't started too many beefs in this episode, but um, yeah, we'll be back again next week. We'll talk about some NBL Cup. We'll wrap up the state champs and hopefully we uh, don't have any uh, cease and desist orders from someone's locker. I tell you what, Kevin Bob are coming (laughs) after us. It's going to be on. But dude, seriously, hats off to those guys because they did like the tweet, which I thought was pretty gay. So they're like, yeah, Johnny, you have roasted those guys. And they're like, oh yeah, fair enough. So we didn't even know who the guy was when we interviewed him. That's that's what they were thinking. AJ who? Ah. Oh, basketball. <laughs> he went to America. <laughs> ah, we're ah, out. Whatever. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. GreyWolfEntertainment.net.